Welcome to City on the Edge. Thank a you. Podcast about Albuquerque with Perfect. Ty Bannerman and Mike Smith and, and Nora Hickey. Nora Hickey she's and back. Uh, where she's the back. hell have you been? Oh, I was just finding myself <laughs> it's building like you a just... bunker. I mean, um, <laughs> in Vermont. You were in Vermont. Yes. You were in another state. I was in another state. Another city. Were you learning facts about another city in another state? I was making a podcast. Oh about my another city in God. another state. Oh, not really. I was on a writing residency in Vermont. That's Still, awesome. I feel yeah. a little betrayed. Did you get some good writing? Yeah. 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 It was very fruitful. Working on your novel. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah the novel. That's which awesome. is exciting. Oh, hey! Before we get too far into into this, I just want to say today's episode is about uh, street names. So, just oh, yeah. wanted to, you know, yeah. say we are we are going to get there. Oh yeah. But first, we have to interrogate, or oh, yeah. uh, we need to interrogate Nora about why she would just traipse off to another another state. Yeah. It's well, like, you it's guys held it down. Oh, the true. podcast was great. And we had uh, Eva Avenue came mm-hmm. and, and helped us out, and we had terrible audio problems. And what else? Oh, we interviewed uh, we interviewed two two oh, uh, comic actors. I saw their show. Yeah, uh, was the it Pajama good? Men. It was amazing. Really? Oh, oh man, man it was great. It's really good. Next time they, they come through town, you got to see them. Okay. Um, and with any luck, they'll have a TV show or something. They're pitching a pilot, I guess. Oh yeah, they'll just go up and up. Yeah. 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 Um, and they're Albuquerque natives. They're from Albuquerque. They yeah. both went to um, La Cueva High School. Mm. Uh, in Manzano, they said La Cueva had escalators. I later found out that wasn't true, but that was kind of their reputation. I'll tell you one thing La Cueva has. Uh, right in the front of it, they've got a bear. Huh. Like a stuffed bear mm. like standing at the entrance. Oh, okay. Um, stuffed. Yeah. That's interesting. I believe it's a good because otherwise Betsy might come around. <laughs> Betsy DeVos, you're out. right. She says only yeah, only bears. dead bears allowed in schools. Oh, hilarious! Yes. Yeah, a friend of mine lived in Topical North, Georgia in Eastern Europe for a while, and she said there's just caged bears everywhere there. Like in Georgia, like a, yeah. That's I like, heard that. That's like an attraction. Like our restaurant has a caged bear in the front. Oh. Come check it out. I remember there used to be Very tigers exciting. and things at flea flea markets. Mm-hmm. There was yeah. a there was a tiger at a flea market I went to in Texas, and then later it like killed a kid. Wow! Um, I did not. Wow, that's you know you would get your picture taken with it. I did yeah. not get my picture taken with the tiger. Oh, I did not die. <laughs> it's probably fine. Just sit on his lap. <laughs> it's just a tiger. <laughs> well, we um. Thank you. Yeah, we're back. glad you're here. Seriously. Um, yeah. I think I think we managed to get through that difficult period. Mm-hmm. Um, not. Not in, you know, it wasn't ideal. No, we need to be a Yeah, you're a good part of this. Shucks. I'm we're, happy to be a part yeah. of it. We're glad you're here for the, the Street Names episode. And this is this is one that seemed to attract a lot of uh, excitement online. Like, yeah. people want to know the stories behind the street sure, yeah. names in Albuquerque. Yeah. And I guess that's just something like, 
what is it? You, it's it's background to your life, but it you is, sort yeah. of instinctively know there's a story behind right. totally. these you drive those roads names. every day, and you yeah, just don't know, or you kind of think you maybe know, you have right. some vague idea, right? But you don't, yeah. It's pretty, you know. But what all those people who are so eager to know the origin stories, they don't know how boring most of them are. <laughs> <laughs> the actual, <laughs> the actual stories. Many are, many are, are a little dull. About but, half uh, of them. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, unfortunately, I mean, they're not all like a duel, and whoever was the winner right. got the street named after them. Right. Oh yeah, no, oh, that would be cool. That would have been yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, especially with the president names. They get all the ex presidents to come out and have a duel right. to yeah. see which ones get the right get their names. Madison, but we own too many slaves. There are indeed many, enjoy. many interesting stories, though. In addition to uh, to the dull, That's duller true. ones, That's yeah. True. Um, yeah, there's a mix. Even yeah. the dull ones, it's kind of interesting to know the origins just because they are the fabric of your existence. They are like right. your life. It's right. Like, you know, at least learn the facts so you can file it away and yeah. right. have that. You know? Well, and like we were talking about, it reveals even more history it does, of yeah. Albuquerque right. Right. or New Mexico or the nation. But yeah. Like, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, I think you can trace the history of Albuquerque through, through its streets, right? I mean, right. you can oh, easily totally. do that. Yeah. Think, um, yeah, names tell a story. I love... The book you have sitting here on the table, Ty, The Place Names of New Mexico, which, is, New which Mexico. is obviously broader than our topic today. But like, so that is a, basically an encyclopedia, the way it's mm-hmm. organized. Mm-hmm. But if you read that, you get a history of New Mexico. Just learn who these names were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great book. That's probably still one of my very favorite books on the state. Um, and there is, a, uh, there is a, a website that you can go to on... Um, uh, the Albuquerque Historical Society, which gives a, a nice rundown of some street names. If you uh, if you want, if you find yourself wondering about some that we don't cover, um, go to uh, Albuquerque Historical Society. Do a yeah. Google search, or you could go to albuquhistsoc.org. A l b u q h i s t s o c. All right, nice. So. I uh, I thought you know since the idea is we can kind of uh, trace the history of Albuquerque sure, sure. through the street names that we would go to the older part of Albuquerque. All right, sounds good. Old town, and we'll look at. Uh, let's start with um, San Felipe right. Street. So that's the uh, that's the street that runs uh, north south on the east side of uh, Old Town Plaza, and it is named after the San Felipe de Neri Church, okay. who is uh, which is named after the. Uh, patron saint of Albuquerque, and okay. for which the Via was uh, was originally uh, named. Not actually originally named. Um, the second name of the Via was uh, La Via de San Felipe de Neri de Albuquerque. Okay. Right. Um, interestingly enough, when uh, when the Via de Albuquerque was very first named, okay. it was actually called Via de San Francisco Javier. The Albuquerque, nice. um, and the reason for that change was that was the uh, the patron saint of the Duke de Albuquerque. Oh, interesting! And um, the governor Cuervo y Valdez, mm-hmm. who founded the, uh, the the Via de Albuquerque okay. in 1706, um, wanted to curry favor with the duke. Right. But it turned out that he didn't actually have permission to found a via. And so the person that he really needed to curry favor with was actually uh, King Philip of, uh, of Spain oh, wow. at that point. So there was a kind of a last-minute change to San Felipe de Neri oh, okay. instead. Interesting. Interesting. Um, 
San Felipe's uh, Saint Philip Neri, by the way. Hmm. Uh, I was doing a little bit of research about him. Has one of the worst miracles ever, oh, uh, which is wait. that uh, when he was a child, he jumped up on the back of a donkey. The donkey kicked him off, and he was unhurt. Wow. <laughs> That's maybe I'm a saint. Yeah. <laughs> 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 There's a guy in con- the Confessions of St. Augustine, I remember, and his, he was miraculous because he read out loud. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, just, or he read silently. He read silently. That's, I'm sorry, I got it backwards, because apparently everyone used to read out loud. Oh, early reading. It. Yeah, right. They move their lips and stuff yeah, all the time. Who read all in his mind. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, he was also kind of a uh, a philosopher and so forth, and you know, he had other aspects to his character besides the good. miraculous ability not right. to be harmed after getting kicked off a donkey test him with a bunch of donkeys. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Well, that's interesting. Well, so, hmm? did this, so did that street name have a name before Newtown? That's that's a really good question. Street names are kind of a um, you, you have to have a certain level of uh, development in your city, I think, to uh, to really right. have right, yeah. you know honest to god street names. Like the joke at, in Old Santa Fe was "Turn left at the sleeping dog." Mm. You know that was kind of prior to street names um, in Santa Fe. Uh, that's something as the cities grow and people need to be able to deliver the mail and, and so forth. Mm. They uh, they nail these. Uh, yeah. names down. So, for instance, um, they're often named for uh, local features. So, obviously, San Felipe is named for the church um, right across the plaza. In fact, you take Plaza Street uh, across the plaza. Creative. Now, would you like to know what that was named after? Uh, some guy, David Plaza. The, the Santa Fe Plaza? Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, really? No, no. no it's named after the plaza. <laughs> but if you take that across uh, to Romero Street, um, that was actually named after a, uh, a man who, uh, who ran a grocery store. Um, so at 121 Romero Street, Jesus Romero ran a grocery store. Uh, the building still stands. It's currently, um, I, th- I believe, an R.C. Gorman gallery. Oh, okay. And uh, in the intervening years, it was actually a home for fallen women, um, oh. unwed mothers. Wow. Yes. Back in the day. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. And then the final one that I want to mention from the Old Town specific area is uh, if you go north of the plaza, uh, a couple blocks, there's a street that goes between San Felipe and Romero called Charlevoix. It's where, um, I believe it's where the, uh, where Heinen Saloon is. Um, There are two possibilities for the name of this street. One is that it was actually named after a, uh, a Jesuit missionary named Pierre-Francois Javier de uh, Charlevoix. Um, however, he never actually came to New Mexico, so I don't really know why we would name it after him other mm. than just sort of a general mm. desire to uh, name things after Jesuits. Uh, the other version of the, uh, the origin of that that I saw in um, Cody Polston's book, Ghosts of Old Town Albuquerque, okay. Is uh, is that it was named for a man named Charles who was French and had a stable on the street. So, hmm. um, I inclined to believe the second one because it fits my preconceptions of what I want it to right. be. Right, sounds right. Um, who knows? But then Cody Polston yeah. is also a ghost hunter, so yeah. he might be uh, more inclined to um, to riff a little bit. Right. I I was not able to find the. Uh, 
the stable story uh, confirmed in any other source, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. despite looking for it. So I, I genuinely don't know about Coley, Cody Colson, though. I think I have a book or two of his. But I took one of those ghost tours once, and they were just making stuff up. Was they, it his tour, though? Because he seems pretty uh, legit from what I've read of his stuff. I know no, there's I different know competing yeah. competing companies. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if it's just a ghost tour thing in general. They were like telling these amazing stories that I'm like, this never happened because yeah. I wouldn't have heard about like the naked prostitute that killed 20 people and down <laughs> Well, if you go to Cody Polston's uh, <laughs> website, I think he's like the head of the Southwest Ghost Hunters Association. Oh, okay. He definitely breaks stuff down into how likely it is that hmm. this actual oh, story good. took place and that's how likely. Good. It is that a the kinds of hauntings that people are describing occurred. So yeah. he, uh, as far as ghost hunters go, it seems like he's uh, doing his due diligence. Sure, yeah, and points for being interesting. So yeah, right. Yeah, all right. So also uh, right around there, we have uh, Mountain Road, oh. just uh, north yes. of Old Town, and. Um, Nora, yeah. I believe you kind of looked into uh, the stories of, uh, of Mountain Road. Yes. What I found was that it was circa the 1600s, a sheep trail for wow. leading sheep um, up to uh, the mountain area yeah. during the summer, spring, and then taking them back That's so cool. during fall, winter to the valley area. That makes sense. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I know that a previous name for mountain was Carnwell. And mm. there is a community that's uh, right at the um, right at the head of uh, Tijeras Canyon right, right. called Carnwell, mm. and so it makes sense that that would be the road that you took to Carnwell as well. Yeah, I never think about that now. It's so lost among those other right. downtown streets right. down there. Well, because like, it gets cut off by the yeah. highway, I yeah. think now, and yeah. I love thinking about that. And there's yeah. a few places yeah. where there are little bits of mountain road yeah. that are very right. far away from downtown. Like, and they're strange. They're just little chunks of it, you know. Yeah. But it. It's part of that mm. old trail that went all the way up there. Oh, so cool. That is cool. If I had, if I could have one invention, it would be like a pair of glasses where you could set whatever date on it and see like any time. Just look around you with these glasses on and you would see like the 1600s when that was a sheep trail. It would just be amazing. And all the starving so, people would be like, thanks, Mike, for using your one wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry, man. guys, these glasses. They're real cool. <laughs> Uh, Lomas, of course, heads in that direction as well, and Lomas means hills, um, so that's named for the foothills that it it heads toward. Um, Although Lomas at one point was known as New York Avenue, right? Really? I didn't know that one. Lomas was New York? I didn't know that. I know Lomas was one of those that, like, was broken up into different parts, and the city realigned them to all fit up and change names here and there to make it fit. So it was a, a chunk of Lomas in the downtown area was known as New York Avenue. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I just knew that. You're going to edit this, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. So is it an old street or not? Well, yeah. I think, Parts of it are I old? Think, um, I think what, what happened with a lot of these older streets, like uh, Rio Grande and 4th Street, were kind of pretty much different versions of the same road, like the Camino Real. Mm. And what happened is during the, uh, during the flooding seasons um, – the Rio Grande, Rio Grande was closer to the river, so it would get flooded. So you would take 4th Street up, you know, and you would just kind of right. use whatever street, uh, whatever road was more convenient. But they were basically like the same thing. And I think that's probably mm. the same way with, uh, with Las Lomas and, uh, and Mountain. Right. It's kind yeah. of, mm. you know, different tracks kind of heading in the same direction that were, you know, uh, serving the same purpose. 
Yeah. I also heard that Edith was often used as the parallel street. To, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's one, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The same yeah. basic idea. Because it just would flood so much. And that's also why they didn't pave Rio Grande for a long time. Because all the flood, flooding. Flooded so much. All right. <laughs> a, a great bar bet you can have with people, and I found this on the Tricentennial Trading Card set of Albuquerque Facts, is that Albuquerque was once an island when it was just Old Town. What? A flood happened that completely surrounded it, and so that it was completely cut off from all... No kidding. Wow. Isn't that cool? So the island of Albuquerque. Yeah. So you, Albuquerque yeah, maybe existed we do a whole at one point. On also, is that how you make extra money? Bar bets? Oh, like you go sure. in and you're like... That would be a good yeah, way but, to do it. But <laughs> life, you know, the world is, is my oyster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> something. Okay, so it's uh, shall we take uh, Central Avenue or... Um, oh, can I can I say a couple more things on Rio Grande? And, oh, sure. And yeah, go ahead. Real quick. So... Um, uh, I like I drive Rio Grande to my kids' school all the time. It's a beautiful it's road. Of, it's, it's, I really like driving. It's in my head, yeah. 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 And also, it's got Duranis around there. Yeah, which, which, which is, is an old village. Right, right, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. There's a house there that goes back hundreds of years. That which house is that? It's uh, it's on... Man, it's right by the corner of Gabaldon and Flores, I think. Okay. And it's it's this really interesting little uh, little house. It doesn't seem like they've, like kept up its historic quality. There's like tie-dye banners and stuff. Mm. Off but now, but, but supposedly like that was a, a trading point where Native Americans would ride up and trade okay. various mm. items with, with the Spanish there. Also on Rio Grande is uh, the old Las Mañanitas restaurant, which oh. I don't believe is actually oh. open anymore, but that was an old stagecoach stop um, in the uh, late 1800s. Oh, so, interesting. And, and possibly before that. So there's a bunch of old uh, village, village, mm-hmm. um, Sites of a historic value along that along that road. There were a bunch of communities along Rio Grande. Interesting. Yeah, that kind of got linked up by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have this book here. I know you two have looked at it also. It's called Atrisco de Zinalona, a snappy survey of selected Albuquerque street names. Snappy. And it is a, a weird book. It's by <laughs> Judy Nickel, but it's a pretty valuable resource if you care about this stuff. It's, yeah. It's one of two books specifically about Albuquerque street names. The other one is... Stories Behind the Street Names of Albuquerque, Santa Fe, and Taos by Donald A. Gill, Ph.D. Um, Yeah, um, probably something else. But but, uh, this book's by Judy Nichol. Um, I remember when this was out of print for years. It first came out like in the 70s. I used to go look at it at the Center for Southwest Research in the Mm -hmm. the Spiral Bound just because it had information that this other one didn't. But she says in here... Uh, Rio Grande Boulevard was a narrow dirt track until the Conservancy took care of river flooding. It was first graded in the 1930s, and it was one of the Camino Real routes to Santa Fe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's, okay, okay, you said that. Um, and then, but then she also mentions Griegos Road, which mm-hmm. crosses, um, if anyone that's ever been to that Flying Star in Rio Grande, that's right, right at the corner. It runs east-west. Yeah. It's Comanche on right. the east side of the highway and turns to Griegos on the west exactly. side. Exactly. That's where Bookworks oh, is. Oh, yeah. This says Griegos Road started as a local road connecting North Valley villages. Griegos Road. Including Los Griegos itself, yeah, which right. was a village. But I like this detail. During Prohibition, a dirt trail that was a precursor to the present Griegos Road took Albuquerqueans eastward toward the bothers of wine, beer, and other bathtub spirits. The bothers were far enough away from other habitations that they could see the dust stirred up by approaching buyers or the law. It gave them time to act accordingly. Very Ooh, nice. That's a great <laughs> technique. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. I that's love good. that. Yeah. Kind of fun. Well, and, yeah. and I mean, so Los Griegos, uh, Candelaria, 
Los Tomases. These are named after families and oftentimes little villages right, that right. actually kind of sprang up. Uh, Los Duranes, as you mentioned before. Right. Uh, all these all these were Montaño. once villages with their own identity yeah. that uh, kind of got sucked into Albuquerque later on. Totally, yeah. Um, and if you go to the end of, uh, of Los Griegos, uh, the western end of Los mm-hmm. Griegos, there's an old church there, and you can. Mm-hmm. There are pamphlets that you can get if you go down to the Hispanic Cultural Center. They have a, a pamphlet um, in their library oh, nice. there that you can you can kind of pick out where the old plaza used to be. That's that sort cool. of thing. Cool. I've got this one here: a brief history of Los Duranes by oh, okay. Beverly Schoonover. That's that's a nice little one for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, we should do a whole episode on on towns on the little villages by Albuquerque. Yeah, yeah. including Old Town was a oh. a town swallowed oh, right. by Albuquerque. Right. Uh, a lot of people don't know, but um, prior to the 1940s, uh, Old Town was actually considered a separate community from the major, right. you know, the city of Albuquerque itself. So, New Albuquerque. Yeah. New, yeah. We'll do a Towns of Albuquerque at some point. That would be great. That would be cool. Huh? Yeah. Where should we go from here? Well, I think we should go down to Newtown. Let's follow yeah. uh, Central Avenue um, toward the railroad tracks. And maybe we should mm-hmm. talk about why the railroad tracks... Uh, aren't by Old Town and why this whole other community sprang up mm-hmm. about two and a half miles east. From what I read was that the railroad built there to avoid flooding. Okay. Um, mm. And to, so they didn't have to curve the railroad tracks so they could keep keep it going in a straight mm. line. Okay. So that's what I read. Yeah. I will point out, um, <laughs> you know, in my, in my research I've read... Uh, you know, I, I don't think anybody was necessarily keeping detailed notes of dialogue, but uh, the ATNSF rail, Railroad did approach Old Town um, landowners in the area and asked to buy some land, and the Old Town landowners did not want to sell it to them for what the ATNSF considered, considered a, a reasonable price. That's right. um, meanwhile, Franz Hooning, uh, Hazeldine, and Stover, and some other people whose names mm-hmm. that you see uh, had bought up a bunch of land in the area um, around where the railroad tracks are now. So they were perfectly happy to sell the land super cheap to the ATNSF railroad and then basically build a city that they right. that they owned um, around it. And kind of aggressively yeah. build this new town. And yeah. like not just a new town, but I mean, I mean they literally called it Newtown Albuquerque. They changed the spelling of the city, Albuquerque. Really? Yeah, it used to be Albuquerque. That's hard for people who don't speak Spanish yeah. to say. Um, so they just kind of left that part off, wow. and they were establishing their own identity. It was kind of a more more um, American or Anglo mm-hmm. or white city. Right, um, right. Not that there weren't. You know, Hispanic landowners in the area as well, but they—it was quite different than Old Town. Yeah, you know, and so. you can feel that even with existing buildings, right? From Newtown, mm. downtown, and Old Town. Yeah, it looks like it could be. You know, they were building a city in the Midwest, is mm-hmm. what it looks mm-hmm. like. They yeah. didn't have a lot of red brick, Victorian, almost Adobe. Yeah. There were a few places mm-hmm. that had that kind of Adobe style, mm-hmm. but they tended to be um, shops. <laughs> for for tourists to buy Indian rugs and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Alvarado uh, was built to look like a Spanish mission, right. which um, the Spanish missions in, in New Mexico did not look like the Spanish missions right. in California, which is right. what it, mm-hmm. it was uh, designed to look like. Interesting. And, yeah. man, I've been reading uh, the court records of 
the trials from Coronado's men afterward, you know, like, oh, yeah. um, and Alvarado should have nothing named after him. That guy <laughs> was vicious. He was sicking dogs uh, and everybody garroting people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> conquerors, I guess. Man. You get to name crap after you no matter right. how bad of a yeah. person you are. I'm looking at your Albuquerque, A Narrative History here by Mark Simmons, and it talks about how Perea said he wanted 425 an acre if the railroad wanted his land. Yeah. And they're like, no. But Simmons here muses that he may have actually been thinking of... Um, the effects that the railroad and America, the American influx had yeah. had on people and thought, I don't want that for my community. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> he grew up in the community. Why would he want it to change right. radically? Right, right. Yeah. Was, that is a great book. Yeah. So, right. So, yeah. Central yeah. was originally Railroad Avenue. Right. Which, you know. Because it's literally the road that you really, take from yeah. Old Town to the railroad. Right, yeah. yeah. And so there was Railroad Avenue and Front Street, which was the first which is now First Street, because oh, okay. um, that was facing the mm. railroad. It's the front. Yeah, the front. Yep. And then um, the trio that you talked about, Hazeldine, Hazeldine, Stover, Stover, and Hooning, Hooning um, were friends with Colonel Walter Marmon. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it, I think it's Captain? Captain? Colonel? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Marmon. I saw... We just called him Marmon. He's decorated in some way. He was, <laughs> yeah. Um... But he was uh, also a civil engineer, I believe. Yeah, he charted the path of the railroad through New Mexico for the ATNSF. All I know is he was real creative. When it came to names, this guy, you never knew what he was going to say. <laughs> well, First Street, Second Street, you might name it after uh, Mineral. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just couldn't predict him. Well, he was a kind of an interesting guy. I mean, even if his names weren't particularly oh, imaginative. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe his DNA did have a little creativity because of his great grandniece. Yeah, great grandniece. Leslie Marmon Silko, the oh, author. Right. Yeah. Because cool. um, Walter and his brother Robert came to New Mexico and wound up settling at Laguna Pueblo, learned to speak carries fluently. Wow. Helped codify the, the constitution mm-hmm. of the, the Pueblo, and, and I think both of them served as yeah. lieutenant governor. Uh, and Robert, points. the the brother was the first um, of the Mormons and also the first non-native. And then Walter, oh. six oh, years later, okay. oh. held the position. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And, and he was hired to do the first platting? Yeah. Is that right? Okay. So, right. He, mm-hmm. you know, okay. systematically huh. broke it down right. and... He named, named a lot of the streets yeah, down there. In so that area. Which ones? Uh, first through 16th. And what did he name those for? <laughs> the story. John 16. Hold on to your hats. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Numbers. Right. right. Um, and then he also, then on the, um, I always get my directions confused, east to west, that was the mineral streets. Mm. So gold, lead, copper, silver. Right. Mm. Iron. There's iron. Mm. There's marble. Oh, marble, yeah. Is marble one of his? I don't know. I, I can't remember. Know. I know there was like a first batch and a later batch. Yeah, because like marble's yeah. pretty some, far some from Some of the other group. minerals were added later and some of the trees and stuff. And sort of mm. alluding mm. to the mineral wealth of New mm. Mexico oh, yeah. from what I read. Yeah, that makes sense because they were hoping to do a lot of mining Yeah. here at that point. Yeah. If you read the papers from around 1882, it's full of, full of tales about the mining camps in Sandia and various yeah. other places. Oh, yeah. And then we have um, the names for the founding fathers, Hooning, Hazeldine, Hazeldine, Stover. And then 
I thought this one was kind of interesting. He hmm. thought that every town should have a Broadway. Oh, so he made Broadway wider. Oh, interesting. And called it Broadway Boulevard. Oh. And um, then we got also the the kids' names in there. So Arno, oh. who's Hooning's son, okay. and then Edith and Walter are Marmon's children. Okay. Do you know anything about Edith and Walter? Have you heard anything about them? Because he was also Walter, but I guess he had Walter Jr. or something. Yeah. yeah. Which was a neat little echo forward. To you know, I don't know to, anything about yeah. his kids. I thought I heard Edith had tuberculosis or something. At some oh, point. really? That's, well, I remember hearing something on this, but... Huh. Huh. I don't know. She might be. Yeah. yeah. We need to know. Yeah. Yeah. That's for a future If you one. know about Edith or someone else, tell us. And then High Street was the last one to the east that he named. Okay. So that ah. square, yeah. um, the, the town company, which was... Yeah. A part of the railroad company said, "Okay, stop naming names because we don't think it's gonna get any bigger." That's it. This is it. Yeah, that's, that's so funny. High Street is that one that we walked. We've walked some nights from the press club because it has that dune at the end of it. There's that right, which the last wild why dune. Why is there that dune there? Yeah, it's just protected on someone's land. But you can. It's so cool because you can see what the quality of the land was like around there. Yeah. It, just, it's got chain link. Yeah, on that all was sides. memorable. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. That was a, yeah. a rowdy night. <laughs> Back in our youth, wandering during grad school. Yeah. Of course, we got all four of our personal histories of these streets too, yeah, that's, right? That's, but that's what happens. Yeah, right. that's the it's psychogeography. It mixes with this stuff. Yeah, you know, that's to me. That's this whole city now. Everywhere I go, it's this mix of history and personal stuff. Right. And that's you know that keeps it alive. And down yeah. there, also uh, in that area, there's a Atchison. Street, okay. um, Pacific. Oh. These are named after railroad the companies railroad. because, of course, okay. the railroad was okay. super important. Sure. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, so that was the Mormon legacy. Nice. Yeah. Then we get to the uh, university area, um, okay. which, you know, those streets like uh, um, Harvard and, you know, Oxford and that sort of thing are named after obviously universities because that was the plan for that neighborhood yeah. Uh, yeah. when it was when it was eventually plotted. I thought that was when I first came here, that gathering, that grouping of streets struck me as the funniest. Oh, yeah. I just thought it was so weird. <laughs> Here's all the like, elite Ivy League right. colleges that you aren't going to. <laughs> I don't like place names like that really where they're like completely disconnected from, yeah. from right. anything, you know? Like, it's kind of the modern subdivision yeah. approach where they just name it after features right. that don't actually exist there, like Roaring Falls. And I there's know. never been a Roaring Falls anywhere within oh, 30 man. miles of it. Seriously. There's, there's a... An apartment complex on the east side of town called Rio Vista. And I'm like, there's no way you can see the river from this place. I was thinking, like, even if you're up on the roof of this place, you can't see it. So just, like, it's just a lie. <laughs> right. You know? Like, there's one called The Shores, too. And I'm like, that's even more of a that's, stretch. Mm. But then I think of that Carl Sagan quote about the surface of the earth is the shore of a cosmic ocean. But maybe I'm not oh, in that Someone sense. probably. That's, that's what they meant. referencing yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um... So the uh, the development of um, the University Heights area kind of took place in the 20s and 30s. And then the 40s, right. uh, especially post-World War II, there was a big population boom in Albuquerque. A lot of people coming here um, who go to college with the GI Bill. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, the defense industry is starting to ramp up at that time. And Albuquerque begins spreading east and north from there. Yeah. So, 
Um, Which is where my neighborhood comes in. This is right. where, and honestly, the street names tend to get a little bit more uh, disconnected mm-hmm. from the city itself. So, like mm-hmm. all most of the street names in this neighborhood are named after presidents. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, a bunch of uh, street names downtown, um, north of uh, north of Mountain, um, like First Street uh, through Seventh Street. Uh, north of Mountain, they used to actually be named after presidents, yeah. but then um, wait. So f- in in that it, north of Mountain north only, of- not south of Mountain. South of Mountain, they were first, second, third, fourth, right. fifth, sixth, seventh, then, et cetera. There were a number of other president streets that are gone now. Oh. Right. Whatever. So um, yeah. and you can still see some of them around. For instance, uh, in the downtown in that area, there's a street called Kinley. Hmm. Used to be McKinley, named for the president. Interesting. Now it's just nonsense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's uh, sort of a uh, slurred version. And if you look yeah, on uh, one of the corners uh, down there, you can see <laughs> on the sidewalk, it right. says McKinley. Oh, I know. So there I are remnants. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there was actually, um, certainly up to that point, it was the largest uh, street name change in history when oh, uh, the right. city council got together and Makes voted to change all of those to be, yeah. you know, 1st through 7th Street and so forth. Yeah. If you... There's a there's a, some good stuff on it in this book, right? In Atrisco and yeah. Alona. right? It's, it's, if you want to read about the when all those names the big changed, street name change, the big street name change, it's, it is the most exciting event in Atrisco. <laughs> well, Alona. it involves yeah. uh, famous Albuquerque um, f- uh, political figure Clyde Tingley. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, who has his own uh, street named after him right. down by the zoo? Oh um, yeah. So it's it's one of his. Uh, one of his big moments. I, I did read something weird while I was researching this. I've always thought, yeah, Clyde Tingley was the mayor of Albuquerque. Apparently, they didn't have the title of mayor. Then. Yeah, they had it <laughs> right at the beginning, and then they changed it to city commissioner. Because there was Jaffa. There was a guy called Jaffa who was huh. the first official mayor of Albuquerque. Huh. But then some point afterwards, they stopped having mayors for a while. Interesting. And so I don't think Clyde Tingley was ever officially mayor. Huh. He was should... governor. Yeah. I've been to his house. I've been in his basement. <laughs> corner, corner of ash and silver. Yeah, yeah, yeah his Maybe house is still or... there. So the big, the big streets um, that you would probably encounter, obviously mm-hmm. central, the highways, and then going north and south, we have San Mateo. Right, right, yeah, and you, that's a clearly named after a saint. A frequently, yeah, you know, I had always thought that that it was named after a saint, but it's actually named after a town in Chile that was named after a saint. And, That's weird. And Why? Well, according to uh, Judy Nichols' book, the area between San Mateo and San Pedro was platted by the late Mary Fox. There's a Mary Fox Park today. Yeah, yeah downtown. It's, it's really downtown. nice. I live close to it. Uh, yeah, and it was where, I guess... Her house was the burned down, or someone's house. Yeah, was that's there. right. Her house burned down on yeah. the side of the park. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. And uh, it was known as let's see, where, let's see what else here. Um, Mrs. Fox and her first husband traveled in South America, where he was involved in the installation of telephone lines. Most oh Venezuela, not Chile. Most of the streets in the subdivision are named for Venezuelan towns: San Mateo, Ortiz, Palomas, oh. Valencia, La Guara. Cagua and San Pedro. I so, had no idea. So San Pedro right and there. San Mateo, both named for Venezuelan towns. Because they were yeah. from Venezuela. Yeah. Okay. So, or they would travel there. And oh, right, telephone, right. Telephone yeah. lines. Gotcha. But San Mateo, an interesting thing about that street that 
once I read in this book that this was the case, I see it every time I'm on it now. It was yeah. a residential street yeah. that was later widened in what they called the tragedy of San Mateo. Um, and yeah. it turned it like so. So many of those little businesses along San Mateo mm. were houses originally, and you can see that clearly. Totally. Yeah, right? that totally. they they're low. They're like they right? look like those yeah. little houses. Also, wow. used to um, obviously it, it pre it uh, pre existed the highway. Oh, huh. so the highway was installed later, and as uh, in order to make San Mateo go straight across the highway, they actually mm. rerouted it a bit. Oh, so there's a weird little vestigial portion of the old San Mateo uh-huh. right across 40 Interesting. Um, on the right side. I think it's called like San Mateo Place. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Victor's so, Grape Arbor's over there and some other good. weird stuff. But. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Something I thought was interesting in this book was um, also, this book is, I have a lot of problems with this book. I don't think it's perfect <laughs> at all. I mean, it's so weird. She, like, takes every opportunity possible to gripe about Martin Luther King Jr. and Cesar Chavez having names given right. the streets. So that um, used to be Grand, Martin Luther King Jr. Right. And then right. Cesar Chavez was Bridge, is that right? That sounds about right. It's, it's certainly it. Bridge when on the East side. When did they rename them? Only in the I was 80s, in I think. Yeah. Now here it is. Some proposed... <laughs> the section is titled, Expensive. <laughs> Some proposed changes caused controversy. Changing Grand to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and changing Stadium to Cesar Chavez led to much discussion. These streets were occupied by businesses and homes and led to hundreds of changes of stationary, computer programming, telephone and fax listings, and more. Many residents would have preferred the honorary names go on new streets where the cost would have been minimal. Some just wondered why name streets for people who never set foot in the city. Just changing the street signs cost the taxpayers taxpayers several thousand dollars in materials and labor. And then she goes off again later on. And uh, it's just, oh yeah, here it is, uh, another page. Uh, In 1995, a portion of the original Grand Avenue was renamed Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. over objections of businesses and residents who did not want the inconvenience of notifying thousands of businesses, correspondence, magazines, book clubs, Uh, and others. Several large businesses were affected. It cost the city $42,000 just to change the signs. Uh, She had a bit of an axe to grind. I guess so, but like, why didn't she go off on the 1952 name change? I'm sure that was expensive. Right, Right, totally. You know, like, tons of things get their names changed, but it's... Yeah, I think think we can guess. Oh, man. But there's there's some... Yeah. I don't know. She's, you know, from another generation. A bad mouther. Yeah, Um, no, she wrote a useful little book here, but... I do think it's kind of cool because isn't Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Avenue the longest street oh, name in the right. city? That's right, yeah. Oh. And then the shortest street name in the city is J.A. Oh, nice. After uh, the volcano. Right? Yeah, there's a volcano. J-A. One of the volcanoes is named J.A. on the west side. Hmm. And it's for... How are we doing so Yeah, so it was, uh, it was named J.A. It's named uh, for John Adams Jr. High okay. um, because they used to have a J and an A on the side of it. After oh, okay. the St. Joseph's uh, college kids had come down and put a J on um, a different volcano, one known as Vulcan today. Oh, okay. Hmm. So that's the shortest official shortest uh, street name in the city is J. That's nice. Hmm. That's cool. Um, I like that. So yeah, that's uh, how did we get to that? We were talking about. San I don't Mateo. know. What we were talking yeah, about. We're yeah, we're in we were in a tangent. Yeah. We're in the heights. In the heights. Yeah. yeah. I read something interesting about the freeways. The freeways, apparently, freeways used to just have random names. They would just be like, this is this name, and this is this name. And then there was they codified them and gave them all numbers after a okay. while. But I-40 used to be the Coronado Highway, oh. they called that. Just in this part of yeah. the world? Yeah, just, so, just here, I guess. Yeah, the Coronado Highway. 
and uh, and then the uh, I twenty five was the Pan American. Okay. And so you still have that name, Pan yeah, American. But they, they the planned for that to go like from Canada to South America. It was supposed to be this oh, wow. long, like continent-spanning oh. thing, and then of course they're just like, eh, yeah, distracted. Got enough. Well, you get you get to those borders and things get complicated. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I knew some people that tried to drive to the tip of South America, and they made it about halfway down, and then they were like, there's just no roads. There's nowhere to go. Not easy roads for Americans to no, ride, yeah. I guess. <laughs> when they came home, their van had iron bars welded where the windows had been because they oh had gosh. all been smashed out. They like Whoa. had no way to replace them with glass and so on, like, whatever real place they were. They'd spent like a month in prison as drug dealers, supposedly. Oh. <laughs> it, was a, it was a crazy trip. Wow. They, they were very excited talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like they were lucky to get back. Right. <laughs> right. No, and they weren't, they weren't drug dealers. They just got arrested as that and then had to blackmail right. their way out right. of jail. Or not blackmail, uh, bribe. Bribe. So let's see what other interesting city yeah. uh, uh, street names. Um, Montgomery, I think, is kind of a fascinating. Oh, one. tell that story. That's because good. it's named after uh, homesteaders. Okay. Uh, there were there was a homestead at where Montgomery and Carlisle are now. That's so crazy. Uh, up until about the nineteen twenties and the nineteen thirties or so. So they named that street after oh, yeah. them. And also, That's Catherine cool. is the the same way. Um, Catherine. Yeah, is Catherine that? Street. That's uh, uh. south on. Like, if you go south on San Mateo, it's okay. right about where oh. Tia Betty Blues is. Oh, okay. Huh. Um, Interesting. Yeah, yeah, people don't realize how new most of Albuquerque is. Like, it was just desert not very long ago. I mean, yeah. There were just yeah. people attempting to scratch out a living, you know, out in the sand hills, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were homesteaders where this mall is now. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. yeah. That's got to be kind of a disappointment if you were to, like, go to the future and look. Seriously. You (laughs) I I get the feeling a lot of the homesteaders were kind of, they weren't in good good shape, you know, for too long. Like, I remember we went out to that uh, canyon, Hudal Canyon, which was all homesteaders. And there's just nothing left there at all anymore. Just some some old fence posts and things. Where was that? Was that in Southern New York? That's in, uh, yeah, that's uh, the Carisoso. Oh, that's right. Oh, this is where we were, by the Trinity site, we were trying to find that. Okay. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, Catherine is also named after a homesteader. That's cool. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's see. How about, uh, this is the number one question, right? Mm -hmm. Should we go ahead and get into it? Go there. Bow. All right. Who was Wantabo? Who was Wantabo? Everybody wants to know. Yeah. Nobody's real sure, but Mike's yeah. got a pretty good theory, I think. It's well, pretty convincing. Okay, so there was a community near the base of the Four Hills. We all know the Four Hills. They've since been hollowed out and at one point were full of nukes, and now yeah. they're not, supposedly. <laughs> and, uh, oh, no, you're not allowed to go in there, but <laughs> we, we keep them elsewhere. Um, but uh, <laughs> That's where they keep the aliens now. Right. So uh, at one point in the 1800s and before, there was a little community called La Cañada de Juan Toboso. And uh, I'm, you know, those communities that we get named after who founded them. Up in the mountains, there was El Cañoncito de Nuanes, which was founded by Juan Nuanes. Okay. And then they were, like, immediately left when the attacks from Native Americans were just too much for them. Right. They, they quickly fled. Um, and uh, later came and uh, tried to to uh, settle there again, but without the Nuanas family. So it was, it's just Canyon Cito now. Oh, okay. Um, but Sabino was the same way. Sabino's ori- that's in the Manzama Mountains, and its original settler had his name appended to the front. 
And uh, so it was a very common practice. I'm convinced that Wantabo was just the original settler of La Cañada de Wantabo, so okay. which uh, yeah. which was there. But Bob Julian, these are two really interesting books, the Albuquerque Albanacs. These came out in 2009 and 2010 from Street Sweeper Press, and they're just anthologies of articles of local interest. And Bob Julian uh, wrote in this... Um, he's great. He wrote Place Names in New Mexico. He should own all Bob Dylan's, Bob Julian's area books and Bob Dylan. He's, he's the, the Bob, Bob Dylan. Yeah. Bob, Bob Dylan is the Bob Dylan of yeah. Albuquerque. Um, he said, he says in his piece, who was Wantabo anyway? I don't know who Wantabo was. I doubt I will ever know. Yet his name is a familiar presence in Albuquerque appearing on landmarks such as Wantabo Canyon and the Wantabo picnic area on a major boulevard in Albuquerque. Etc. Etc. T. M. Pierce, who wrote the fierce, the first iteration of New Mexico place names, spent considerable time trying to track this elusive individual, and he found as much as we are likely to know about him. Pierce learned that he lived at least as early as 1778, for in that year a petition used the name Cañada de Juan Toboso as a landmark. Wow. Pierce speculated that this person was a Toboso Indian, a member of a tribe akin to the Lapan Apaches, and though the Toboso's traditional territory was far to the southeast, one of their members might have lived here. Okay. Uh, New Mexico at that time was a diverse mix of people from throughout the southwest. A legend tells of an Indian sheep herder who grazed his flocks in the canyon. We know the people in the 18th century grazed sheep throughout the Sandias foothills. Um, I, uh, I've also heard that there was a shepherd named Juan Tabo who lived around where the Juan Tabo campground is, near okay. the north end of Tramway, yeah. um, uh, in the like mid-1900s. So maybe that name oh, is... Oh, so far more recent. Yeah, far more recent, but... But, uh, and I've talked to people that know him and they insist or knew him and insisted, oh yeah, we would go out there and buy wool and, mm-hmm. you know, dealt with this person. So, I mean, maybe you know, he's a spirit. Well, that's true. That yeah. you could buy wool from. Maybe time is not real and all this stuff <laughs> just falls out. So, but, uh, the, uh, no. So I, I think Juan Tavo is connected to that. I think it would, it would be as simple as going through like old Catholic records right. of this area and, and maybe some census records and Spanish. Seeing if you could dig someone up. Well, could, it could be found. I think there's enough leads there that you could get some real information on. Well, I know that, um, you know, we were talking about before, the community of Carnwell was supposedly founded by uh, uh, native slaves hmm. uh, by the Spaniards who were hmm. not from this area. Oh, interesting. So is it possible that hmm. there was one who was a Toboso hmm. Indian, and then maybe he settled somewhere near the canyon. I mean, just sure, throwing yeah. stuff out and started yeah. that Cañada de Guantaboso. That name has persisted. I've heard many people, old timers up in the Sandias, refer to La Cañada as this little community that was near oh, okay. near the near the Four Hills. Right. So it's it's uh, yeah. So we're not we're not gonna definitively solve no, it, but no. I think we've got at least some good thoughts. Yeah. No one's ever yeah. gonna know for sure. Now, supposedly there's a Wantabo Street also in Tucson, which mm. is very interesting. Right. Like, if that's true, like I'm going back to the spirit idea. Yeah, there's a wandering spirit of southwestern yeah. yeah. cities. He's, he's the he one goes, that... goes, he leaves Wiener Schnitzels. <laughs> sure. That was my first memory, was the Wiener Schnitzel. The Wiener Schnitzel in Albuquerque? On Wantabo. Oh, on Wantabo. Like, where am I? What magic? What I magic is pond? this? <laughs> a foot long for only $3? <laughs> oh, my. Uh, what, what wonderful place is this? That's so funny. 
Um, well, let's see. I mean, there's so much yeah. more we can talk about. I've got a couple other Heights ones here. Okay, why don't we go go through the Heights ones? I mean, we're never going to be able to talk yeah. about all the interesting oh, no. stories. We could do a follow-up episode on this easy. But yeah, definitely yeah. later on we can talk I, about trail. I really like learning that Mountain was a sheep trail. That's, like, so yeah. cool. And thinking that that's connected to that. that I love yeah. that. I love, you know, I've, I've, I've heard that I-40 itself follows a road that was originally a buffalo path. Like, to me, I love that thought. Just driving on, on the freeway someday is so banal and soul-crushing okay. at times. Yeah. You know? And just thinking, like, this was something bigger. This was something, yeah. you know, it goes back. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, okay. So, uh, Chelwood. This is one that's not in any of the place names. Oh, okay. Books, but I have personal knowledge of the origin name origin of Chelwood. There was a developer, and a lot of times these guys, just because they, like, bought land and were developing them, they got to pick all the names. Like, right. Bored the world with their kids' names or whatever. <laughs> I live on... Princess Jean. I know. I live on Dorothy. It's like, the daughter of Oscar Love, local developer. Oh, God, so boring. I like, do... You know, <laughs> I have to interject here that my grandpa is a developer in South Bend, Indiana. Yeah. Oh. And he named a street after my brother, Alfton Court. Where's, my brother's name is Alf. And where's Nora? The, wow, that's cool. I'm a subdiv- the subdivision that Alfton Court runs through. Are you really? Nora Wood Manor. Are you serious? No yes. kidding. That is so cool. Yeah, it's wow. cool because you know yeah. me, but everyone yeah. else is like, why don't we live on Alfton Court? Yeah. In Nora, Nora Wood, Wood Manor. Manor. That's hilarious. That's so great, Nora. I'm, I'm jealous. Somewhere. Yeah, wait, which state is this? Indiana. Somewhere. Oh, we were just talking about Indiana. My wife and I. But, that's um, awesome. Somewhere in Indiana, someone's doing a similar podcast right now and going like, Norwood. <laughs> uh, can't figure this one out. Probably just some developer's dumb granddaughter. <laughs> Give my grandpa a few points for adding wood and manor and that's then out of tin. Yeah. You know, yeah. spicing it up did, a little yeah. bit. That's yeah, good job. that's great. Well, I know Chelwood because I, uh, the, the people that Chelwood was named after were my in-laws for a while. Oh. And, and uh, when, when I was married... I can't remember the specific relation, but they were in the same family. They're, Chelwood is named after Cheryl and Elwood Carden. They were oh. friends of the developers, and I knew them when they lived up in the Jemez. And they made the news weird. I used to go visit them, and they were they were nice people. They said that the developer had wanted to name streets after both of them, and they'd been like, no, don't do that. That's weird. And uh, so he combined their names and, and put them in Chelwood. And that name is everywhere now. You see Chelwood and Albuquerque all yeah. over, and it's a nonsense word. It came from... This portmanteau of two names. Smashing things but together. A weird story. So, uh, Cheryl died a few years back, and then Elwood was alive for a couple years more. But right before he died, he had a really weird story where he got in this rollover car wreck, and his Great Dane, like, escaped the car and went and found help and brought them back to the car and saved his life. Dude. I mean, honestly, every single one of these street names would have an interesting story like that somewhere buried in there. If you could just figure out, you know, what's what's the real deal with Princess Jean? Yeah, Yeah. Princess Jean, by the way, is named for Bellamont's daughter. Right, right. Bellamont was a Lebanese immigrant, and and Bellamont, you were saying, was Lebanese. Yeah, he was Lebanese. There was a big influx of uh, Lebanese immigrants at the uh, turn of the century. Interesting. That would be a good podcast. Yeah, that would be really. The Los Ojos Tavern up in um, Hamas Springs was founded by Lebanese. And Buttigers, the uh, outlet mall between here and Santa Fe. And the Maloof family, Lebanese as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Hmm. Um, 
Okay, so the other street that I had a bunch of info on here was Tramway. Yeah. And I always thought the Tramway had a boring name because it was obviously named after the tram and all and yeah. so on. Right. And, uh, and I was right. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. So it was named for the aerial tram that was built in 64 to 66. But I found it interesting that it was previously called Panorama Boulevard. Panorama. Which is mm-hmm. a beautiful, I like kind, of, that. kind of a better name. And I was I was driving down Tramway recently, and there's a Panorama Heights apartment complex uh, that must okay. have been named from that originally. Ooh, so you can kind right. of get these little clues. Yeah. But then I was talking about this with Mark Woody, a local artist, uh, and Mara Woody's dad. And necktie collector. Yeah, and he also has the largest collection of neckties in New Mexico. It's incredible. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, including from the Apache Handloom Tie Company and all these local manufacturers. Mm, cool. Weird. Going back to the Depression, it's great. Um, but he said tramway was always called Fun Road. That was the fun un- Fun Road. Like, was that the nickname? It was. The, it was just what all the local kids called. Because all the parties. It was that dirt, were out there? and it was like fun to drive on. You would oh, just go out and like be okay. like, woo, you know, go uh-huh. go down it really, really fast. Because also the uh, there are those stone houses out there built by the WPA. Oh, that's yeah. true. That yeah. were big time party houses back in the sixties and seventies. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Man. My mother has a story about going out there, like, right after the Charles Manson stuff and being thoroughly creeped out oh, because that had oh, sort of a Charles Manson vibe. Yeah. Terrifying. Man, I went to the Forest Service once when I was putting my book together, Towns of the Sandy Mountains, and I wanted to get good photos of those of those places. They were just all so boring. There's like, photos of them in the 30s looking exactly like they yeah. now with no people. Yeah, in they didn't necessarily change bench. much. <laughs> I can't even take this picture. There's some interesting <laughs> stuff, like the old... Uh, <laughs> there used to be water... You know, water pipes and things. I, I guess that that's sort of, sort of interesting right. to me. Like, I don't know. Oh, Maybe it's not actually interesting. Yeah, it's. I keep thinking of that Facebook feed. Mildly interesting. Yeah, which totally. I like. It's a good Facebook feed, but it's just like that's what this is. So, um, but tramway, of course, becomes Roy if you go far far enough north. Yeah. And according to stories behind the street names of Albuquerque, Santa Fe, and Taos by Donald A. Gill, Ph.D. Um, Reportedly, Roy Road was named by Melvin Weimer, builder and developer, for one of his family members. Oh, God. Okay. I'm die from boredom. Aww. Um, no, it's fine. But, you know, Developers are people, too. Sure. And I think it's great that, that you got something named after you, Nora. But, but I just, I don't know. I feel like if Albuquerque Street Names had a subtitle, it would be like, our developers are not very imaginative. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Um, but, you know, a couple of related stories to Tramway, too, that I was thinking about. One is, you know, Tramway was, of course, the, the easternmost uh, north-south street in, in Albuquerque. But there was an attempt to do another one called Skyline Drive that was halfway up the Sandias. And it was like, it sparked. Cut. Yeah, it was going to be like carved into the mountains, halfway up the mountains, so that people could drive way above the city and mm-hmm. look down. But that kind of began like one of Albuquerque's first environmental movements of just being mm. like, no, we love the mountains. Don't mess them up with this crap. Oh, wow. And the, the project was, uh, it was shot down. And now parts of that Skyline Drive are in Faulty Trail, which is like a really good trail. Oh, up in the Sandia. okay. That's yeah. awesome. But there's a really cool book called Okupin, The Sandia Mountains of New Mexico by James A. Morris. It's a staple-bound small press publication from... Hmm. What year is it? 1980. And Okupin is one of the names. It's one names. of the names for okay. for the mountains. It means like giant turtle or something. Um, cool. But uh, yeah, it's a really yeah. neat little book, but it goes it into is. the Skyline Drive story. And, um, and a similar story to Tramway that I thought would be worth mentioning just for another part of town 
is Paseo del Norte, which was also had a pre- different name, was also a dirt road that locals used for mm. fun. It was a uh, Los Angeles Boulevard, and that's why all the roads going off of Paseo are all um, California names. Oh, okay. Like Holly cool. and Carmel. Holly was Hollywood, but the signs kept getting stolen. Um, uh, Carmel, Ventura, all those. Interesting. Whatever. Um, and apparently there were slot canyons out there, and like it was oh, crazy adventure yeah. time for people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I don't cool. know. This stuff's interesting to know. Like All of these books leave a Kind of say nothing about the South Valley. I mean, we we haven't gotten much. much yeah, we haven't either. talked about the South Valley at all. Yeah. And I feel like if we're going to do a follow up, we should probably yeah. focus on the South Valley yeah. and yeah. maybe the West Side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which we, we also mentioned South Valley. <laughs> okay, so we're going from uh, street names to street usage, but not automobiles, okay. uh, rather bicycles. Yeah, we we'll talk about a bicycling history of Albuquerque. The history of yeah. bicycling, bicycling in Albuquerque. Yeah, which uh, we're yeah. going to be talking to the. Casa Esperanza people? Yeah, well, maybe is that... Is, that is it Casa Esperanza? No, I think we're doing on the name. I'm just the, making record stuff all, up. Record all this. Casa Espadoodle. Es- Something Esperanza. Casa de Bicycle. Esperanza Bicycle. Casa de Bicycle. We could probably talk to... Uh, this, there's different biking organizations. Why not? Let's do it. It's The weather's getting nicer. It's getting to be yeah. biking weather. Um, Albuquerque sort of falsely advertises itself as... Very bike-friendly. Very bike-friendly. Well, we're aiming for it still. It's getting better from what I hear. It's getting Esperanza, better all the time. Esperanza a Bicycle Safety Education Center. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. very interested to find out yeah. more about this. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about Okay, great. That. Great. Uh, let's see. We need to thank our uh, sponsors. All right. We've got... We're, we're getting a pretty good little list here. Nice. Where's all this money going, Ty? This mic stand? <laughs> yeah, I went right. for that mic stand. Um, <laughs> Uh, we've got Farrell M. Smith. We've mm. got Julie Bannerman. We've got Amy Nevitt. We've got Jim Robillard. He's a new one. Uh, Noah Patterson. Roland Pentilla. I'm sorry, Pentilla. Um, who, by the way, I think we might actually have him on sometime. He's doing a lot of research on Little Beaver Town. Oh, nice. You ever heard of Little Beaver Town? No. It was a weird uh, theme park that existed for like three years in the East Mountains, but it was based on, you remember Red Rider BB Gun? Yes. From the Christmas story. Mm-hmm. So that was based on a comic strip and a radio show. And cool. Red Rider's sidekick was a young <gasps> native boy named Little Beaver. And the um, they licensed his light as his character uh, for this theme park in the 60s. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. There's all kinds of wow. postcards and yeah. stuff. There's that a weird great. boring YouTube video about it. A weird board? Well, yeah, it's like someone just filming. Mainly the parking lot. Yeah. 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 But... Um, I shouldn't say boring so much. Everything's interesting, I guess, if you look at it right. But it's just, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. It's not, it's not a super good one. But it's, I think it's one of the few bits of footage from that. <laughs> it is interesting to see how it looked, but it's also it's like, imp- oh It's more God. important right. than, uh, than like a stirring, right, <laughs> compelling right. footage on its own. Right. Okay, so Roland Pintilla, Isaac cool. Clark, Sierra Nets, Christopher Suski, and nice. Courtney Fitzgerald. You got declined. Oh my gosh, that's my wife. I'm gonna have to have a. Um, I might have to beg her for her one dollar a month. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, thank you. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Nora, we're so glad you're back. Thanks. Very glad you're back. Um, back on track here. I'm looking yeah. forward to doing more of this and what's forward with the future. Sounds good. Tell your bike friends. Next episode's yeah. all about bikes. Bike in and out, creepy history of bikes. Oh man. Bikes.